Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! There's plenty of shit to play still. Sure. Yeah. Like, I forgot well, it, all the stuff that the, came the out. The thing that weirds me out about this entire situation with Nintendo is that the <clears> games <throat> were so good. Think about it. How many bad Nintendo games came out this year? Save it for the show. Yeah. yeah. And oh, it's just so weird to me. But I guess, you know, having the best games doesn't uh, what, what, what bad Nintendo games did come out this year? Uh, Game & Wario was probably the most. That was my go-to. Yeah. yeah. That, that wasn't really bad. It was just sort of thin. Average. Yeah. yeah. It was just a little thin, a little average. Not uh, what people were expecting. Yeah. 
All right. So I sound fine, pair. What? Let me hear you. One, two, three. I have to be hi, Jose. <laughs> I can't hear myself and I don't have any headphones. I know, I know. So That's fine. I'm looking at the you. Room. They're moving the podcast room to, uh, is it that little room over yep. there? Where the, to, yes. That little victory. room. That Why room's going to be good. Why? Uh, I think it will work better with uh, like the right table and just okay. the right setup. It's better lighting. It doesn't feel so, you know, I don't know. It feels like we're, we're, in the, we're being questioned. for. for uh, are they know. filming this? No, not not this week. We'll be okay. we'll put back filming next week. It'll be okay. great. All right, cool. Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of January 23rd, 2014. I am your host, Jose Altero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show, part of our podcast network. Joining me this week, Brian Altana. And Per Schneider. Hello. What's going on, guys? I thought I'd keep it simple this week, just the three of us. Yeah. Very intimate. Very uh, very nice to see you both, by mm-hmm. the way. In the new hey, you year. too. Yeah. God, is, sick. I'm glad you're alive, man. <laughs> Me too, we, man. We were a little worried. It was bad. Was it the fi- the Nintendo financials just got you so down? Yeah, you right. Friday I woke up and, and I was like, oh, yeah. disturbance in the force. Because you know, you know the, the amount of money a company makes directly influences your enjoyment of their games. Totally. Did you know that? <sighs> yeah. It never has for me, but... Uh, <laughs> That was such a. That was such a. Uh, uh, you know, you can you can play sales charts, right? Yeah, that's it's a, really is that a fun. Game? Oh wait, no, it's not. Um, that's right. So I think I've read every single opinion article uh, <laughs> that every site has run telling Nintendo what to do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so weird. I, I've I've tried to read every one just to see where everyone's coming from. Uh, of course, because giving big companies financial advice uh, when you know you're Joe, whoever, mm-hmm. is important. But whatever, we have expertise. You know, we do what we do. Sure. I don't want to be dismissive. Some of them were good. I'll, I'll be dismissive. Yeah. All right. Say something. Well, I I, I just think it's, uh, I mean, the company's been around for, what, 125 years? 125 years. years. So, yep. I mean, most of the people writing these articles have been around for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> let's okay. like, oh, let's get a little perspective there. I mean, I, I think that, uh, and we'll, get, we'll dig into it, but I, I don't really feel like we need three giant video game companies that are all doing slightly different versions of the same thing. I think we have that with Sony and Microsoft and it's great and there's good variety there. But everybody wants Nintendo to be that third like that third thing and I think they're going to start moving away from that. I yeah. think like the next few years they're going to establish themselves more as just a very specific video game company and not this whole I think they're going to back away from the whole like um all-in-one format entertainment sort of. So like, wait, you don't want Nintendo games on smartphones? You don't want Nintendo games on other mobile devices? You I mean, I, w- I would love to have Nintendo games on smartphones, but I don't think it's going to save them. And I don't think that uh, just putting a Mario game as we know it on on, on, a, on a smartphone is going to do anything. I mean, they'd have to invent new experiences for those platforms, and there's no company better at doing that than they are. Yeah. But I think just simply shoehorning their pre-existing ideas into, like, a phone just because I have it in my pocket already doesn't mean it's inherently going to be a good idea well, that, or make the money. Well, that seems to be their biggest worry, right? Is like in in order for them to persist as the company that they have been for the hundred for 125 years, they want their hardware hardware to be unique and stand out. Um, 
And, you know, I, th I think they're really worried about making it seem like if you want Mario, you can get it here and here and here and here, yeah. rather than the very simple story, like, if you want Mario, you buy a Nintendo platform, right? Yeah. Like, th that's a big worry. But, I mean, the thing that I always bring up is the concept of street passing, right? Nintendo created something really special that's only limited by the amount of devices that are out there, right? Like, if you were on the subway in Japan, like Greg Miller was, you get all this street pass activity, like, they would be the ones to create a killer app for, you know, for Android or iOS devices sure. that could leverage this kind of gameplay concept of being out and about, right? They yeah. could do something meaningful. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's not like that can instantly transform them into, you know, a big moneymaker on iOS, right? Because even the most experienced game developers on on uh, hand on mobile platforms have failed, right? Yeah, like, they've struggled. Yeah, they've struggled. and you know it's the Puzzle and Dragon and Candy Crush makers who figure out a clever way of kind of annoying you into spending money to the point where you don't mind spending a couple of uh, uh, bucks, but you know it's built into the experience, which I don't see Nintendo as doing. Nintendo yeah. does like to put the customer first when yes. they design their games. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about that business model mm. actually, um, and it, it's sort of uh, when I buy. A Nintendo game, I feel like Nintendo owes me an amazing experience. But when I get a game for free on my phone and I play it for a little while, I feel like I owe the developer some money. Mm -hmm. So then I go and I, I give them stuff for microtransactions. And that's those are two very warring uh, mentalities there. And to, uh, to have Nintendo sort of just have this giant shift into that. I don't know if that's really going to yeah. be the best thing for yeah. everybody. But it's, it's a very short-term solution, I think, for a long-term problem. Yeah. Well, and back to Pear's point, too, I think that the whole idea of Street Pass is something that is unique to Nintendo because they are very smart at, when they design hardware, figuring out really cool ideas that they can then exploit from that hardware. And sure. it doesn't even have to be you know, the dedicated gaming hardware itself. I mean, Street Pass was something that was built into 3DS because 3DS had Wi-Fi. But look at something like uh, WarioWare, Twisted, for example, which right. was doing things with accelerometers before anyone else was. And they yeah. made that part of the hardware, part of the cartridge that you inserted into the system itself. And and that game had that kind of factor where you handed somebody else the machine and they felt it and like, wow, it feels like a cheese grinder, right? Like yep. it was it was just really, really cool. Immediately. I mean, and then the Wii had that as well where you handed somebody a Wii remote and you yep. said, hey, play tennis with me. But mm -hmm. the Wii U does not have that. It does yeah. not have what you just cited, uh, uh, the... The thing that takes advantage of the hardware that that screams, this is why this is made the way it is. Yeah, you know? I've been thinking about that a lot. I wake up at night, like, go, ah, we still don't have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I mean, what, I'm serious. Those dreams about. Yeah, yeah. dreaming about. I wake up at three a.m. No, it it is. It does strike me <laughs> as weird that um, with the concept of Wii U, that has been the constant struggle. It's just outside of Nintendo Land, you didn't really see that thing that said, "Oh man, this is it. This is why this had to be this way. This is why." And for some people, off-TV play is that thing. I don't feel off-TV play is that thing. I think it's convenient, and I sure. think it's very cool. Yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, but ultimately, it's still something that, you know, I, you're either in a situation where you're using it or you're not. Yeah. And it works great. Don't get me wrong, but I'm so, not in a situation where I use it, so, so it's not important to me. Yeah, one of our listeners commented and said, you know, like ever since the you know Nintendo started to struggle with Wii U sales in the U.S. and like set these really lofty goals, a lot of discussions, including on this podcast, have just been about the health of the company and like you know it's it's kind of getting them down. And obviously, we don't want to be apologists and we don't want to no. hide very important business news, right? Like yeah, a company don't. like this that did so exceedingly well in the last generation with hardware sales going to the complete opposite at end of the spectrum this generation I mean it's a big deal but I hear you right we also we also want to uh, want to talk about you know the great games that are on these platforms and what's to come and I, I will say one thing about 
a rich company under duress. Uh, uh, you know, Nintendo is a rich company with a lot of history and some amazing brands. So this is not an Acclaim struggling mm-hmm. or a THQ struggling, which you know had issues establishing the IPs. Like, right? don't or even Sega. compare it to yeah. Sega yeah. and going third party and all well, of that. Well, Sega what? had about four Wii U's in a row before yep. uh, they, you know. And they, meanwhile, they put la- Sonic on an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. but so, their last system was really good, and it could not save them. Right? Yeah. The Dreamcast was a fantastic system. Sure, but the difference. But the difference with Nintendo is that I think pressure put on the company will actually get them to innovate more. Right? Yeah. It will. It will push them in a in a direction that that's different from from you know the the current Wii U. And I think we can all agree that the Wii U is a good platform, but we have we have our complaints with it. Right? You know, yeah. hardware power. It was a gamble to release a system. Uh, at this price point that was that is as powerful as the 360 and the PS3 um, right so close to the next generation right like they are all these little things and you know the the pressure placed on them and the lack of third party support will hopefully have an impact and it's yeah. not an impact that makes them go out of business and sell off their brands but it is it can be an impact that gets us more unique and different software so that there is a reason to own a Nintendo platform which is you know why this whole thing started to begin with they're not that many people who think that they need a Wii U, um, you know, and and there's some people who don't think they need a 3DS or Vita, by the way, right? Yep. Um, but this will this will make them. I think this will make them innovate, yeah. and I ho- I hope it'll make them a little louder too. Like yeah. the whole kind of we don't compete with X or Y thing is is silly, right? Well, like yeah. no, and, they compete for sort of, time with yeah, yeah, of course, of and course. TV of, too. Of, of pride. Uh, it, yep. it, it, don't get me wrong. I mean, it, it's it's both inspiring but it's also really it almost puts them in an ignorant light i hate to say it that way because it sounds so rough but you look at online services from like microsoft and sony and i think that for nintendo to compete they have to be aware of how those systems work they have to be looking at them they have to be understanding how those things work we have no indication that they have and that they're paying attention to that and Mm -hmm. that's very important if you want to compete for the gamers time when you pitched the wii u to to all of us right when you showed it off at e3 you said this was the platform for convergence this was where the blue ocean strategy with the wii and then the hardcore gamer were all going to come together that was your that was what you were selling Mm -hmm. and ultimately it turned out to be confusion and it turned out to be more of well, we don't really compete with that. We do things our own way. And it's like, well, guys, your own way, you can be proud and you've done amazing things doing it your own way, but you have to be aware of what your competition is yep. doing yeah. in order to compete. And I, and I would say, you know, there there is the, the argument that, you know, they're not quite going for that market, right? They don't want the Call of Duty gamer the or the market, FIFA gamer. Yeah. Well, you know, because yeah. it, like whenever they market something, you can tell that's not the target, right? They, they swung back to family. I mean, just mm-hmm. looking at the commercial of the two kids showing their parents why they need a Wii U, right? And mm-hmm. the parents the going, well, we already have a Wii U. We bought yeah. it four years ago. No, like, <laughs> but, but that commercial kind of illustrates that point. And so I, I would say, though, if you're going fully for family, you also Got, you have to take a look at what's been going on in the family entertainment market. And that's, you know, looking at online platforms like Club Penguin, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these services have sprung up for families that have hook gamers that do it in with very unique, uh, very unique kind of online online ways that Nintendo hasn't hasn't jumped on yet. Yeah. Either. So totally. like, uh, I mean, to me, Animal Crossing is a perfect example of a game that was almost there, but then didn't take that final step yep. to be a so lasting close. community, right? So close. Mm-hmm. And they've tried with the little Wii U app, but all these things I think are stepping stones and will be a learning experience for them. And I, sure. you know, I, I think we'll all get better games out of it in the future. Now, yeah, or, or at least a better Nintendo. Yep. 
We'll yeah, get fewer third-party games. There's no question about that. Yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. that. I mean, that being said, I, I t- what you said about you know uh, street passing, um, they did it with Miiverse as well. And I think that when Nintendo does figure it out, they're going to do it in a way that's really cool. And it's going to be do something completely different than the other guys. But they have to sort of build on the foundations at places like Club Peng- Penguin and what uh, Xbox Live has done already. I mean, you got to build on that, yeah. and then do something crazy with it. Like you can't have one or the other. It's got to be a mix of both. Yeah, sure. and there's a lot of passion around hardware too. You know, Apple is obviously the greatest example where you go to to an Apple store and there are people just hanging out because of the culture, right? And you have the yeah. culture in gaming too. Freeloaders. You don't have that as much. <laughs> you don't have that as much with consumer electronics, right? You don't find somebody hugging their Samsung TV and going like, "Man, Samsung is just you know, I love this company." It's like, yeah. and so hardware has to be special you know the experience has to be positive it has to be unique and that's what apple established you know could argue now that they're way closer to the competition than they've ever been but they they created something that felt different and felt kind of like this family and sony's been really strong on that front and actually you know microsoft let sony slip in and kind of take that that feeling of a connected family and like Mm -hmm. sony being something special and it started with all the commercials of like bringing all these sony franchises together which felt really nintendo i know know? yeah it did. Yeah. yeah it so did. so I you know I think Nintendo needs to rediscover that uh, on on the kind of on their marketing angle too and okay. we'll, we'll see. Well we're definitely going to talk about a lot about Nintendo on this podcast but the focus of this episode is about 2013. Now we're a little late on our year in review show, you know, uh folks were out or I well I was out, I was sick. Um but we did ask you to email and let us know what were what was your biggest surprise from Nintendo in 2013, and what was your biggest disappointment from Nintendo in 2013? Um, so, and we're each going to take turns and kind of say our own as well. Uh, so, I guess let's get disappointment out of the way, just because I'd rather okay. you know get the sour sour stuff out of the way early. Uh, so, my biggest disappointment from Nintendo in 2013 was that the eShop was down uh, for Christmas. <laughs> really? The That's eShop was yes. The wow. eShop was down for three days mm-hmm. during a time when new customers are opening up this product that they just bought that says on the box it's online enabled, whether they're educated or not. Yeah. Some of these bundles, in fact, come with a digital code because you don't get a physical game. Like the, the Zelda 3DS bundle. Yeah, and yeah, the I Zelda had Wii U that, bundle. Yeah, I had friends that couldn't play those games, and they were just like sitting there waiting for the shop to get back up, and they yep. had a, a, br- a gold brick in their hands. I had a nephew who I had to – I mean, he took it well. You know, I mean, he's, he's old enough. He's 13, but uh, he just played Pokemon on his gold, you know, Zelda 3DS XL, yeah. but – he was really disappointed, and I think that's a that's a big blow. Don't get me wrong; service interruptions pair during uh, during the Christmas season. It's not unexpected. In fact, it happens, right? Because yep. just a lot of things are being activated, a lot of things are going on behind the scenes. I'm sure servers are melting left and right. Like there's a lot going on, but Christmas, like ours did like, too. Our wikis went down. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that right. was Nintendo's fault. Was it, it, was it three days though? I mean, no, it, yeah, no. Of that not. was the thing that bothered yeah. me. It wasn't just that you were down, but you were down for three days. Sure. Yeah. During a time when you needed to impress people, yeah. I think that during that period you are that is a big opportunity to impress people. And when they're turning on their systems and going, "Well, I need a big system update, and I can't go get it." Mm. Sure. You know, that's kind yeah, of a problem. I get that's that. that. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a yeah. disappointment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. What, what you about your know? biggest uh, biggest surprise? Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. okay. Uh, biggest disappointment. Uh, for me, I would say the biggest disappointment was um, the virtual console. And I actually, I thought that there were, 
some awesome notable moments on Virtual Console this year, like Earthbound coming out of nowhere. It just being like, hey, this is uh, Free it's at here last. now. Free yeah. at last. It was great. And it was it was great to see that just suddenly appear. I thought that was fantastic. But I think the Virtual Console in general has just like every Thursday I wake up, I check my email, and I expect to see that email from Nintendo going, you know, this, this, and this are here. Like, I mean, there's still no Link to the Past on the Wii U. Or like, there's still no... Uh, like GBA games on on either of those platforms aside N64 from the ambassador games. stuff. N sixty four games. Like there's a huge legacy of stuff there. And that's if you want to bring back the old gamers like who have sort of lapsed on that stuff. It worked with the Wii. Like try it again. Every five years there's a new set of old gamers that stop playing video games that want to come back and play Mario sixty four again. They want to play, you know, uh Link to the Past and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So the totally dropping the ball on virtual console and then the still the lack of cross buy between those two platforms yeah. it's just really annoying i mean i see a game like double dragon pop up on 3ds and i go i really like that but i'd like to have it both on my 3ds and my wii u but yeah. i'm not spending five bucks on each system just to do that so yeah. 10 bucks that's that does seem uh also to tie into that i mean sony just announced playstation now right at ces that that's yeah. a big deal mm-hmm. and uh i mean on paper it all sounds fantastic you know the idea to stream and play all of these legacy sony games which are, are cool, or at least potentially cool. I mean, but imagine if Nintendo did that. Imagine that entire legacy of Nintendo classics from NES. I mean, mm. I, we kind of wish, I, I wish they would pull their arcade games, the ones that they'll never release again. I'm talking yeah. about like, you know, the original Punch Out, the original Donkey Kong, Radar Scope for crying out loud. Like, I love that that was included, but from the NES <laughs> on, every single game potential to be streamed. You know how many people would sign up for that? In a heartbeat. It's really and cool. It has. They have such a bigger catalog than Sony, uh, or at least I feel they have a bigger loyalty because of their history. <sighs> yeah, yeah. No, I think. I mean, I think these are great, great programs. I still think that that's not the system seller, right? Like that's a cool feature. Like when people go to Best Buy, they see that they're like, "Wow, that's really awesome." I didn't know this platform did that. Um, you know, you got. You have to really highlight how special that is because I think. You know, connected gamers, hardcore gamers know that these are Nintendo games. You have to get them through a Nintendo platform. Everybody yep. outside that realm doesn't know that you can't already get those on your iPhone or on the PC or, you know, through mm. MAME or whatever, right? Like, yeah. well, you can, but yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't think that's what makes or breaks the platform. It's just such a cool way to leverage your past, you know, your back catalog. Well, you can make yeah. some money if you make it a service, yeah. right? That's I, the thing too. I think they'll figure that out. I mean, yeah. that's that to me is kind of like the growing pains that they've got and the struggles they've had with two very disparate platforms too. Yep. You know, Sony built the PlayStation Vita almost like like it's a portable PS3, right? Like the mm-hmm. the the experiences are very console like, whereas the 3DS is very different with mm-hmm. you know at least from the last generation with the yeah. two two screens and the touch. Well, and Sony was really smart to build yeah. in a lot of the interconnectivity between PS4 and Vita, for yeah. example, which like, of course nobody uses. I mean, it's cool, yeah. but like the right. usage numbers are pretty low, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, totally. Yeah. Because you need two very expensive devices. And yeah, it's actually weird to see Nintendo have two systems like communicate mm-hmm. less than they did when they had the Game Boy Advance and Yeah, the they were using wires more than well, Yeah, they were doing what wireless. Sony was what Sony's doing 10 years ago and yeah. everyone was down on them for it. And now it's the sort of big thing that you have systems that have more parity and they're connected better, but Nintendo stopped caring about that shit. It's mm-hmm. very weird to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biggest, right, this, big, this biggest disappointment for me mm-hmm. is is the uh, the lack of success of some of the bigger games out there. I mean, we saw the release of um, you know, Fire Emblem in, in January, which I love that game, right? That's my, my pick for game of the year. And um, But I knew Fire Emblem wouldn't sell that well, 
right? Like it's a very specific game. It's you know it's deep and strategy and turn based and all that doesn't exactly make it a make it a favorite for every gamer, right? Even though even if you don't like strategy RPGs, you gotta play it. Um, but man, Zelda Zelda should have been a a amazing debut. Um, you know, uh, with Super Mario World, you could argue not that many people have a Wii U. So for that game to not make it into the top 10 bestsellers is because of the install base, right? Yeah. Um, but there's no excuse for 3DS. These games should, right out of the gate, make a bigger splash. They People should be talking about the debut about, of a new Zelda game. And then yeah, so when what, they play this game, it's freaking awesome. So what happened there? I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's a huge install base. It's one of their biggest uh, mascot IPs, basically. And yeah. it's a, a fantastic game that got amazing reviews across the board. I mean, I've, I was fighting for it for IGN's Game of the Year. A yep. couple others were. I think it... You know, it ranked a few behind that. Yeah, but, I think uh, our top three were Last of Us, and then GTA, and, and Zelda, and, and Zelda tied. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's crazy. But like, what happened there? Like, how does that? I don't know. And that's my, you know, my big disappointment is just kind of like this apathy in the market towards games that are clever but not, you know, violent yeah. and mature. Right. Yeah. Like, if you look at the top sellers. They're, you know, with the ex- exceptions of kind of like the mainstream hits, like a Just Dance, for example, you get a lot of you get a lot of shooters. Um, I, I really feel like the iOS market has created this situation where people think that retro-looking games mm-hmm. should be free or are inherently yeah. worth less money than a spectacle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you see something that's top-down and it's kind of cartoony, you go, "Oh, that's." I mean, I can get that for free on my phone. Yeah, but when you see something that's big, open world, and there's guns and everything like that, uh, then you go, "Oh, that's worth my sixty dollars because I can get a lot more out of that." Yeah, and and it's, I mean, I understand it, right? Like you put Grand Theft Auto on a commercial, and it looks like a Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah. right? And yeah, you're like, "Man, I want to play that." You put Zelda on it; it doesn't look very good. On you can the turn into screen. a painting. No, no, like, <laughs> yeah. and it's, it, looks, the Conan it looks kind of hokey, yeah. you know. Like even the the 2D animation, people may think it's a limitation of the platform rather than a stylistic choice. So yeah, I get yeah, that, yeah. but it's like you know, we had some freaking amazing games on the 3DS, none of which made it into the top tens in a lot of months that they were releasing, and then you know, Super Mario World also not even showing up to the party, which yeah. is surprising because the 3DS was the best-selling console of 2013. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not like for it. Zelda Hands games. Down. And that could just be, you know, the the software lineup is very varied. You know, there's so many different games out there. Mm-hmm. But, like, I wanted Zelda to make a big splash in the numbers, mm-hmm. and it, it hasn't yet. And it did in Japan. Yeah. Zelda sold huge yeah, first Yeah, I will say that. So, in Japan, the market is very different. I will, will also say that these games have a long tail. Mm-hmm. So, just because it didn't make this big sales splash in November, which as the holiday shopping season should have, um, yeah. over time, it, it'll definitely continue to sell well, right? Yeah. Like, Mario Kart on the DS famously was, like, the number one selling game. For, like, for or, years. Or the top five for Good years. Lord. Yeah, every time we saw the MPD yeah. for years, it was up there. Yeah, yeah. we play. Remember yep. that? Yep. yep. Okay. Um, so, biggest surprise. Mine is an odd choice, and I thought about this a lot, but... Uh, and maybe you guys can help me figure out why I settled on this one. I think my biggest surprise was Wind Waker HD. I think that I, hmm. for whatever reason, did not expect to be sort of blown away or really impressed by 
an HD remake of one of my favorite games. Sure. I don't know. I guess because I knew it so well, because I'm so familiar with it, I just... And I, I was down on it at first. You guys remember? I was like, ah, oh, this looks weird. You, like you the always clay complain thing. about everything, though. I think it's I just... Yeah, the, you come around. But, yeah. it, I mean, there's that first full <laughs> month of just angry, yeah. crying. Start cursing on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but, uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I didn't expect to be as wowed by that game as I was. And after I played it, and I played it again... Uh, over actually over the weekend as I was like getting better um, the thing that struck me was wow how many games from the GameCube era from the maybe even the Wii era uh, can Nintendo remake like I would mm-hmm. love to play Sunshine again but with better controls with a different control system either with a pointer Wii remote sure. or something but in HD like you know and just sort of revisit those things you know how much effort how much work bring back stuff like F-Zero GX stuff like yep, you know yep, yep. Super Mario Sunshine maybe games that didn't sell well the first time around because of the marketing condition or just the fact that you know GameCube was kind of in the same situation that Wii was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally Wii agree. Was. I mean, and you could create this cadence where every month you have an HD re-release of a classic under like a special brand. Sure. You know? mm-hmm. Like yeah. you have to be careful that it doesn't feel like you're just recycling old content. But man, some of this old content was so good. Yeah. And there were issues with Sunshine specifically, right? Where that game slowed down like crazy mm-hmm. on the beach with the crazy manta rays and yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the pachinko machine was broken you couldn't even see it like they could fix some of these things and have a much more balanced greater game yeah i would love to play that game again the core mechanics everything's so good yeah Yeah. totally totally so i I think they can turn that oh sorry i didn't mean no no i mean that's one of my that's one of my favorite games and it's uh it's sort of criminally underlooked just because it was on the gamecube and people looked at the art style and looked happy and they gave up on it but i would love to see that come back yeah Yeah. i I think that there's potential for them to you know go back and re-release you know just certain games and fit that into this release calendar you're having trouble putting some games out put out these hd collections and see how that does i mean last gen that happened yeah there was zone of the enders hd collection god of war hd collection the shadow of the colossus eco collection (coughs) there was i mean there were a lot of metal gear solid got an hd collection sure before there was a lot of the previous gen just sort of represented in HD or upresed or changed in certain ways. I think Wind Waker took it to a better extreme though. I, I mean, agree because yeah. there were really, really, really good changes made to that game. There, there um, was a there was a while there where people were kind of giving Nintendo a lot of heat for uh, only sort of repurposing the stuff in their back catalog, and they did it for a while. I mean, yeah. they were they were just like, hey, it's this game again. Hey, it's this game again. But then every other company was like, oh shit, we can really sold games. Yeah, let's do it. So uh, I think it's Nintendo's turn to kind of step back into that. And aside from the virtual console stuff, bring back the classics and and remaster them like yeah. and they have this wheelhouse of incredible games that like people don't talk about or play anymore because yeah. they're just on dead antiquated systems so yep. yeah and there's back. you know in the in the the non-interactive entertainment industry you know on the blu-ray dvd side there's a long history for restoring you know films like i remember vertigo for example the hitchcock classic was cleaned yeah. up yeah. they cleaned up the negatives brought it back in theaters and it it was like it's a movie i'd seen 10 times you know already but it was it felt so new and was such a great experience Mm -hmm. and so i think you know why not take a page out of the books of like blu-ray companies who are releasing um you know better versions of of classic movies and and bring them back as long as you don't overdo it right like some of those guys yeah and 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 if they've farmed this out right if instead of um 
taxing their own development resources, they use an external studio, then it's additive. And like you have the choice whether you buy a, a remake or not, um, depending on how, how long you know, how long ago you've played it. Um, and it doesn't have an impact on the rest of the development cycle yeah. for Nintendo. So yeah. I, I'd love, I love that. And I thought Wind Waker, the remake, was just what, what a great reminder, like yep. what a timeless game that is, and how it it just completely holds up to everything else uh, in mm-hmm. the market. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I have two actually. Two Go for my it. biggest, two, my two biggest surprises of the year, and they were both on Wii U. So for some reason, when you ask me this question, I sort of think to think back. Uh, I focus a lot more on the Wii U than under the 3DS because I think the 3DS is sort of like it's doing great in my head and mm-hmm. it's fine, but the Wii U had sort of a, more of an up and down for me. But uh, the biggest surprise for me, honestly, was that 3D, Super Mario 3D World was incredible. I thought that game was not going to be good. And I don't know why I doubted Nintendo, but when I first saw that first trailer of it, and we all did, we all kind of walked away and we were like, oh, man, there it is. It's another cat Mario suits? game, the cat the suits. It looked like, um, it looked like a, 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 a kind of gimped version of uh, what I wanted them to do. Like I wanted them to make a, a sequel to Super Mario 64. It looked like a gimped version of that. Like They had this open world, sort of, but not really. And it looked like... Um, like a kind of clunkier version of playing four-player multiplayer new super mario brothers and they made it all work and they brought it all together and it was this incredibly strong entry in their series that uh i think it was fun for people to just play straight through and it was awesome for crazy people like me to go in and play the sort of meta games of collecting everything and i thought yeah. that's when the challenge really wrapped, ramped up the uh difficulty was all over the map and it was really fun the level design was completely insane like crazy people made that game yeah. and it was so much fun just to every time i clicked on a level i went in and i was like i don't know what to expect here and i got something completely different so 3d world was a a wonderful surprise and it it's heartbreaking that didn't sell more um and the other one for me uh which is i love when companies do this is my favorite thing in the world but uh one day last year nintendo announced nes remix and then that moment you could download it and play it. They were just like, here's this new thing you didn't know existed. It's a remix WarioWare-style game uh, based on all our classic NES games, um, and you can get it now. And I love that I don't know what something is, and seconds later, I know I need it, and mm-hmm. I can have it. That's yeah. so awesome, that impulsive. like, And it could have been $40, and I would have been like, oh, God, screw you guys. <laughs> but I would have bought it just because they, like, they caught me in that moment of like, you know. And like Apple does it, they go, "Hey, our new phone's coming out tomorrow. You know, go buy it." And everyone's like, "Oh, fine, I'm gonna go yeah. get the thing." So, <laughs> no, and it, thanks. And yeah. it's it's fun to uh, it. Well, it, and it is great to see. You know, Nintendo Direct has become sort of it has become their source for news, right? And how they share information. How cool is it to announce something in one of those things, and then it's okay, it's available right now. Like yeah, that's that is the power of what you have there. Like, use that wisely and put out cool stuff. Yeah. And in NES Remix's case, I think you're right. It was. You know, it did work out in their favor. Uh, going back to Mario, too, Mario had, like, just from the soundtrack to the level designs, it was just every idea you can think of. Every yeah. crazy, weird, bizarre, sometimes awesome, sometimes, like, that that easily listening song, for example, that you hear at one point in the game, that sounds like something you'd hear on just, like, Sunday radio. Yeah. And it's I, like, wow, I've, this is so cool. I've said this before, I think, on, on this show, but I really feel like... The people working on Call of Duty games are probably kind of angry a lot of the times while they're making them. It just seems like... (laughs) 
And it just seems like something like, um, and then everyone's going to be mad at this, and we didn't balance the the shotgun to kill ratio, and I'll put a trash can there covered in blood. That's fine. The people making Mario games are just probably having the times of their lives. Like it's, it seems like they're having so much fun. And one of them, one of them's like, hey, let's just put a a sixty foot pipe covered in seagulls right in the back of this fire dinosaur's face. And you're like, all right, and then just put it in. There. That's great. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's why yeah. I play video games. So. Yeah, or a savannah just inserted for no reason. Yeah, right? it just feels like you're and you're chasing rabbits, and it's like, I mean, well, yeah, there's no this? reason for that. You're like, I, what the hell kind of level is this? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the kind of the schedule of development and you know and the team because mm-hmm. like you you play a game like Grand Theft Auto Five, which is very visceral and 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 violent, but man, you know that development team like they put stuff in the city and then and then didn't tell each other. Like, yeah. I mean, the fact that there's a tour bus that you can take that's not even advertised anywhere you get on board and they take you over a tour of the city fully narrated right yeah like, that kind of stuff hidden in that game or you know what you can't uh you you can't look in the rearview mirror if you're using your cell phone or something all these weird little yeah. things and mm-hmm. yeah um but i love that and i think nintendo is a great example of a company like that where you just you play the game and you're like do you just know those guys had a ball yeah, yeah. and then they had to work late nights and yep yep yeah, yeah their yeah. wives left them and their husbands <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> It's all worth it for those cat suits. My biggest, uh, my biggest surprise. I, I'm gonna cheat. I have two because there's right. like a yay surprise and there's a huh surprise and the huh surprise was the 2ds. That was right, yeah, I could have yeah, yeah. not predicted that. Oh yeah. my god, no, no okay. one. Usually, that was a genuine surprise. you know, like if if you uh, if you travel back in time, dear listeners, you'll notice that like I predicted the 3ds. Um, no, but like you did, the, the, yeah, I did. I I talked I know this history before the 3ds came out. I I basically like we did these predictions. And it's to, it's a total accident, by the way. I usually don't predict stuff, and like <laughs> I said, oh, I think they're gonna use this new 3D technology where you don't need glasses, and they're gonna do this on the handheld, right? And then it actually came true. 2ds, like I would have never expected them to do the opposite <laughs> and then i could have never never predicted that shape oh my god like the yeah. way it looks and everything i just you know I, i'm glad it exists i bought one i think it's it's just cool to have these experiments but it is a weird freaking device yeah. do your kids you know? use it no. do they no no because no, they like um they actually carry their 3ds's with them sometimes when we take them to restaurants or something right yeah. so the wedge is a little big yeah. yeah, yeah, it gets all boogers on it and stuff because you can't <laughs> you can't close it. Yeah, and hide yeah. all the boogers. They're not really boogers, but they're like kid kids secrete barnacles from yeah, their it's fingers. Just, yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. Still remember Brian's face and my face when uh, we're just sitting at a table and Reggie says, "Yeah, we're announcing a new handheld portable device." And I thought I heard something. I was just like, "Is he? Did he say what I thought he said?" And yeah. Brian's just like holding it in. And then they just take it out in front of. Yeah, us. that that will forever be like, one of the weirdest moments we, of my career. The hell, we talked to yeah, we talked about this on a previous podcast. But like the moment, if you didn't hear that discussion, the moment the 2DS was kind of like behind embargo announced. People in the IGN office were gathered around like Goldfarb's desk, and like he was on the phone with one of you guys, right? Yeah, like yeah, Brian. Yeah, we were lying. And, like we, <laughs> nobody believed you guys, and we kept on saying like, "That's a joke. That's a joke." It's like, "What is it called?" And then Brian goes, "The 2DS." Everybody's like, "Oh, he's totally screwing with us." Everybody's like walking away, going, like, yeah. "What an ass!" I'll well, it was my it, the cap because you were telling him everything, and I was like, "No, wait till we get there." And he's like, "No, I'm telling him that he was just telling him everything." And I'm like, "You know what? I'm gonna say you're lying." Well, <laughs> it was it was my boy who cried wolf thing. 
thing because it's just like I write I write jokes all the time and I write yep. I write up at noon That's every week. That's why I knew if I said and everyone's lying, like, oh, it's just a Photoshop you. or he made that up or he, and I'm like, no, 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 I swear this is real. And then yeah. Jose threw them off the scent and then we showed yeah. up and it was just so hilarious. Yeah, hysteria. Was... I wish we had the cameras on or something. Me that too. Day. It should have been a really should have let us know. But um, yeah. yeah, so that was a that was a haul surprise. Um, uh, Fire Emblem was the other surprise because I've you know. I discovered that game back in the Super Famicom days. Mm-hmm. So um, when when the re-release came out for the the Japanese Super Nintendo, and I just completely loved that game. But over the years, you know, I've kind of with some games, I've I've gotten a little tired with the formula. I was hooked on the on the DS before, didn't really get into the the Wii one that much. You know, like it it didn't feel the same. And so I watched this game with interest, but I didn't know that it was going to be that good. Like I started playing it and it just kept on getting better and better and better and like the the feat this game manages to to balance all these characters all at once and make you actually remember each one of them to the point where you care when you lose one i just thought that was just such great games. it's heartbreaking so, yeah no it's a, yeah i didn't i didn't lose anybody except for like story-based stuff yeah. that happens but mm-hmm. um so that was that was my positive surprise for a kind of classic gameplay concept to work this well in the in the modern age and and really impress it's always fun when they bring back those games too, right? Like I think, uh, and and not to not that it had the same effect, but I think like Luigi's Mansion to an extent. Wow, that was uh, that was a weird sneeze. <laughs> that was like a, ma- a Mario universe sneeze. Yeah, that was like a mouse sneeze. Wow. <laughs> Usually I have these really loud like old Italian man sneezes. But I, I kind of I was like I'm on a podcast. I'm I, I wish I was faster. Would have said Flipper. Where? Where's the, where's the sunken car? <laughs> that was a great sound effect. Wow, that's forever. That's forever put that's on, for, on record good. there. That's for you for 2014 listeners. Make that uh, your ringtone. <laughs> What was yeah. I saying? <laughs> so when they you bring were back saying classic. it's awesome. It's awesome. Oh, no. when, yeah, yeah, it's awesome when they when they <laughs> bring like, back. <laughs> 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 I like a little laser gun went off. Like, I actually I sneeze lasers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm I'm allergic to non-laser situations, so I I have to add lasers. Uh, yeah, it, it is nice when uh, when Nintendo brings back a, a classic franchise. I feel like the last time I was surprised like that was maybe uh and maybe not to the same degree, but I think Luigi's Mansion. I also think uh, Punch Out. Punch Out just came out of nowhere on Wii, right? It was like, "Hey guys, Punch Out's back with all the racism you remember." I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah, that was that <laughs> was, was like, weird. They didn't even wait, curb what? any of that. Yeah, I was like, "Wait a minute, what? Really? You yeah. brought all that back?" But but it, you know, in in a classic sense, I mean, it didn't really change a lot of the formula. It was still sort of intact and kept the way it was. Yeah. But they made certain changes, and sure. I think in Fire Emblem's case, though, they blew it out of the water. Yeah, like, yeah. it, it looks the same, amazing. but it's not. Like they just these clever little tweaks. You know, it's like mm-hmm. going from the original Warcraft. To, when the whole you know, genealogy thing, like having kids and them coming back to the, the yeah. past. No, and, that's the that's the key the, element. It's yeah. just the time travel. And you're actually trying sim. to create awesome characters. It's mm-hmm. just really cool. It's got that little Pokemon addiction to it, right? Where you just want to train certain um, Pokemon to see how yep. they evolve. And Wait, what was the Per Schneider power couple of Fire Emblem? Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm not sure who, who was my, my best character. I had a couple of really good ones. All right, I want to hear that um, at one point. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to boot it up again. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't right. think I've played all the DLC, so I'm definitely going to do that now. Um, but it also reminded me that I want another Advance Wars. You know, yeah. Battalion Wars was an interesting concept that I feel like didn't go anywhere and should just be. You know, like obviously the developer is no more. I think, but mm-hmm. should should not be the future direction of the franchise. Like the Advance Wars games were so good. Yeah. I want another one. Did you think that it was a sort of a, a slight on Nintendo's part to not do uh, in Japan the Advance Wars games followed the platform? So there was Famicom mm-hmm. Wars, then there was uh, 
Game Boy Wars, yeah. I believe. Uh, then Advance Wars. Yeah. Uh, I think it was even DS Wars yeah, at one point, something like that. But they, always, I guess what I'm trying to say is they always tied the platform into the name somehow. Yeah. Like, over here, it didn't go that way. We got it as Advance Wars, and we just kind of yeah. stayed that way. I think they just wanted more of a consistency. You know, like you don't want to change the name of a brand over and over. And Wars is a generic term, and you can't really trademark yeah. that. Sure. Um, I, I didn't mind that they picked one name and then stuck with it. But sure. I mean, come on, bring it back. I like, I I always look at that game as as being an example of a game that could either stay really small, like you against the computer, just kind of fire emblem, or they could make it as big as a like worldwide board game where you have a right. huge map and like yeah. sixteen players playing, you know, over over time, and like they could do all this cool stuff <laughs> yeah. with. Um, so hopefully, all right. So what do we got from listeners? What do people write in with for their biggest uh, disappointments and surprises? Yeah, so here are the, the biggest surprises and disappointments that you guys emailed us. And thank you to everybody who emailed us at nvc at ign.com. Uh, you can uh, send us emails and feedback, and we read everything. Um, we can't respond to everything. If you want your emails read on the air, I don't know if this is the air. If you want your emails read on the, the show. The show. Okay. Um, just keep it. Keep it short. Keep it short um, and, and ask a, an interesting question. So here are the, uh, the surprises and disappointments. Um, you know, Jesse from, uh, uh, from v- Vancouver says it had to be the 2DS without a doubt. It arrived with little to no, f- new f- uh, to no forecasting as my favorite version of the 3DS. My biggest disappointment would be the lack of a unified system allowing, allowing me to purchase my easy shop content on one device yep um jeremy writes in biggest surprise zelda dynasty warriors crossover a lot of people picked that one yeah yeah biggest disappointment mario 3d world not being open world mario 64 style though it's still great um yeah i can see that yeah justin says biggest surprise of 2013 3d world Uh, wasn't exactly impressed upon first glance but all the content released by its launch made it look amazing definitely 100 percent worth the purchase um, and worst surprise or biggest disappointment, no PokeBank, despite their adamant assurance of the 27th December date, the week before uh, uh, during the December Direct. Oh, yeah. What happened with that? Yeah. Well, I, think, it, I think it's out again in Asia. Somebody tweeted at me today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but not in Europe or uh, North America yet. They're mm-hmm. going to make an announcement soon. They said they're watching to make sure that there are no outages or anything like that. Yeah. Here's another one. Uh, sorry, no name, but uh, favorite surprise was the year of Luigi marketing campaign because we got some surprisingly good game out of it. Uh, some surprisingly good game or a surprisingly good game? We did enjoy. <laughs> I enjoyed the year of Luigi too. I thought was that a we got Luigi's uh, Mansion and Doctor Luigi and Super Luigi U. Right? Super Luigi. Yeah, Super yeah, Luigi I, U. I, mean, I loved all those games. So. All right. Wow. Dream Team thing. doesn't count because that game was already it's oh, yeah. Mario and Luigi. So. Biggest yeah. disappointment, Nintendo's lackluster E3 presentation where their <sighs> chance to change the perception of the Wii U was apathetic and boring. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. Um, Seth uh, Barbecue Sets on IGN. Um, he wrote in, he says, my biggest surprise from Nintendo was the release of the Cork M01D music app on the eShop. Most people don't even care, know about it, and for $30, most people won't give it a chance, but it's an amazing and professional music 
music sequencer. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like, like the this. Quark synthesizer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I actually, I own a, a, a Quark Kronos workstation, the, the synthesizer. I love that thing. And I have an old Quark T1, which I have here in the office. I, I might uh, I might sell it eventually. It's, yeah. a, it's a monster. It's this 88-key monster keyboard. When are you um, going to give us some beats? We need love, intro music. What, love what, what Quark. Is yeah, I got it. You know, I, I put gotta, out an album last year, right? That's yes. true. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah, tap you both for Brian this. Brian should do it. Exactly. I should do a song. No, no. You should do it, too. I should do a song with you, Pear. We'll do something together. No, this is a promise. I want this to happen in 2014. Right, I we'll want to hear Altano. Brian and I, it'll have the weep, sneeze in. <laughs> 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 we're going we're to sample that one. The squeak sneeze? Yeah. I got yeah. that in there. Get the ding, get the ding. Weep, get the ding, squeak. Get the ding. There's no record of me ever saying <laughs> that Hello, on any, on any right. form. Anywhere. Sorry, back to, <laughs> back to Seth. Uh, I agree with you. I think it's awesome when you get very specialized apps like that. Even though few people download them, I just think it's really cool. And... It actually raises the profile of of devices like the 3DS because like <coughs> DJs will use them in clubs, yeah, and like actually show off the device. I've seen that; it's really yeah, cool. that's, that's awesome. Biggest disappointment has to be no actual release dates for the big releases scheduled for 2014. Yeah, what's up I'm with that? I'm all for delaying games to make sure they already uh, they're ready when they ship, but I prefer to have a date to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem so product driven uh, in the in, in terms of that it has to be the next product. For example, like right now we have a date for Yoshi's Island, which mm-hmm. is in March. We have a date for Donkey Kong, which is late February. We have a date for Bravely Default, which is out everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yep. But anything past that, crickets. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sheldon says, uh, love the show, listened for a long time since the invention of the Craigway. Which Greg Miller stole, of course. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Greg. Legally, he stole it legally. That was a they passed baton. Yeah, they one. passed baton. Oh, I, am. I don't think Craig Harris is still happy about it though. No, Craig never liked the Craig way. It bothered him. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, of course yeah. he gave it away then. Jeez, Damn, like don't, don't, don't say it, my please. name. Uh, my favorite thing from Nintendo this year was probably Earthbound. Glad I finally got to play it. Yeah, I think me that too. was a good surprise. Yeah, good answer. And the biggest disappointment was not being able to add friends to my 3DS via Miiverse like on Wii U. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm still sad that I can't, you know, have more more of our listeners um, befriend me on on Wii U. Yeah, I the, filled up on the first the day. Friend cap. Yeah, we're edge cases, but still. Nimesh uh, or Mystery um, emailed us. Biggest disappointment: no Super Mario Brothers three release on Wii U for North America. Yeah. Uh, what? I, come on! Didn't weren't they teasing that? Yeah. Nothing. Biggest surprise being a super special sponsor for Nico Nico Chokaigi Gaming Convention, the PAX of Japan. Well, that's cool. I didn't even know that happened. Me neither. Yeah, Thanks for letting yeah. us know. Uh, Cooper Cooper Rogers says, biggest surprise was the 2DS. Biggest disappointment was not getting a $250 Wii U after the price drop. I think that's something they need to do. Yeah, look, we have a we have a ton of those. Um, how, about, uh, how about one more? Sure. sure. Yeah. yeah? Uh, here's a guy I'm gonna read him because he's from Germany it makes him instantly cool hello Christian uh, Christian K Christian K the biggest surprise for me are the rethoughts and rethinkings uh, rethinkings about the Zelda series in general uh, at first mentioned by uh, A.G. Aonuma in the January Nintendo Direct and later in the year we experienced it with Zelda A Link Between Worlds so this is an unexpected design change for the series um, yeah we totally agree yeah, we love like uh, we love it when they when they mess with the uh, the established stuff and 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 surprises in good ways. The biggest disappointment for Christian was the handling uh, of the let's play um, of let's players on YouTube and other Nintendo fans passionate uh, other passionate video makers on YouTube, and they also shot down the uh, Evo Smash Melee tournament in 2013 for like an hour. Yeah, so <laughs> look, I mean, I, I I agree with you. I think it's just 
one one challenge where Nintendo has so many cooks in the kitchen yeah. that, you know, the guy who handles social media for them would probably say like, oh, heck yeah, we want to support evil, right? And then somebody in the legal department just, you know, wakes up and his eyes light up in the dark. He goes, may not give license. Yeah, to, you know, totally. like mm-hmm. you, you just got to take that stuff with a grain of salt. The good news is every time somebody complained about it or somebody wrote a story about it, they jumped right on it and they fixed the that issue. That was the right? fastest reversal I've ever seen from Nintendo yep. on any thing yep. ever yep. the yeah. evo thing and you know the i think on let's plays they they are being more supportive now they've actually reached out to some prominent youtubers for some marketing c- campaigns now so i th- i think they're they're slowly waking up to uh, to youtube as well and warming up to it not just their own content <laughs> And, uh, you know, we uh, we had the same challenges in the beginning where they put such stringent restrictions on us where we couldn't even show some of their trailers simply because they had uploaded them on their YouTube channel and they kept on serving us with copyright notices. And we're like, hey, you don't want our 4 million subscribers on YouTube to see your trailer. And, like, half the company says, no, of course we want. And the other half is like, we are robots. You may yep. not copyright. <laughs> yep. Beep, beep. Right? So, but they moved past that and things are way, way better now. So Good. Yep. All right. So, uh, if that's it for this week, uh, next week, uh, listening to our, our our sister podcast, brother podcast, what do we call them? Podcast Beyond. Oh, nice guys. That's a sister podcast. Yeah. Okay, sister, our yeah. sister podcast, Podcast Beyond, uh, had a really fun <laughs> predictions episode. So, I'm not really for predictions. I, I think it's just a bunch of wishy-washy whatever, but I want to have fun with this. <laughs> it is. It's like... Get off my lawn! It's just throwing ideas at the wall and praying mm. to God that when 2014 is over, they managed to stick. But anyway, I this did... Is a really, this is a really weird build-up to, hey, we're stealing something cool from our friends that work with us. <laughs> you know, our sisters work on this dumb thing. Ooh. They had a stupid idea. I hate idea shows, Wait, but we're stealing second. it anyway. We've done, yeah. we've done predictions on they NBC have. every yes. year. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. I, 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 we're yeah, always I'm not, wrong. I was not part of the uh, NBC fold, but I do like the idea because it is fun. Yeah. At the end of the year, we can be held accountable to, hey, remember that time you, you know, pair predicted 3DS? That happened. And, you know, they can, like, give us a point for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they'll be scoring and all that. I think it's really fun. If you haven't listened to that episode and you have a and you're into Sony or PlayStation, Wait. you should check that out. Did we do predictions last year and we never caught up on them? If any listener knows, I, I there totally E3, forgot. There was an E3 prediction we show that E3 never had a follow-up. Yeah, yeah. And right. people were bugging me about it, but I was like, hey, I wasn't even on this. Like, yeah, if you guys really remember what we predicted, let us know. Uh, well, in, 20, us. in 2012, we predicted that we wouldn't do a 2013 That's prediction show. That's what it was. Show. It came, it came in 2013, yeah. we didn't do one, so we're yeah. making up for it. Nice. Okay. Email us, nvc at ign.com. Yeah, let send us know. Send us some of your predictions, but again, keep them short um we'll try not to read them before we come up with our own yeah bullets please bullet points um but i think it'll be fun five rounds okay. all right so five predictions next week we'll also have a fourth chair so someone will be here and uh i think it'll be fun all Sweet. right yeah be good times cool, cool. Yeah. all right so uh please ladies and gentlemen don't forget that nintendo voice chat comes out weekly uh normally fridays we're still nailing the date uh it'll be thursday or friday uh, uh every week either on ign or on your favorite download service also, please remember that podcasts are great, but to keep the lights on, make sure you come over and visit IGN, check out our articles, read our stories, see what's going on, not only in the world of Nintendo, but in the world of gaming. You can send this email at nvc at IGN.com. You can also check out our Facebook forums and Facebook group. We link to them every week in the show notes. Yeah. All right, guys. You can follow us on, on the Wii U as well, if you can find us, of course. Yeah, sure. Of Befriend course. us. And on the other platforms, we're around. So it's yeah. usually just our Twitter names. And if you yeah. friend us, and if you do manage to friend us, quick piece of advice for you, just for you. Don't call us on the video. Nintendo yeah, I'm not answering service. that. 
That was really weird. I don't want to see you. Oh, is that what that what happened? I got to? called like five times by someone. I had no idea who it was, and I think it was a listener. I accidentally friend, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do here. Do I take the call and just because you know they do the magic mirror thing yeah, too? Yeah. Like it's really bizarre, and I'm like, I don't know how I should do this. What if there's like a kid at the other end? What do I do? So I just. I kind of let it go, but wow. yeah, please don't do that. Nope. That's terrible. funny. No, I mean on the flip side, though, I've had one uh, one Nintendo fan who listens to this podcast reach out uh, on PlayStation Four saying, "Hey, I'm I'm collecting Need for Speed uh, trophies. You know, you want to help me?" I'm like, "Sure, man." I jumped on and awesome. and we did a, a mini NVC while we we're racing cars. So really, you know, like now that's fun. Yeah, that's like so cool. if, you, if you guys want to play games, you know, d- feel free to feel free to ask and send invites. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Always happy to chat. Sure. All right. Cool. Cool. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jose underscore Otero, O-T-R-O. You can yep. find Brian at? Agent Bizzle. And you can find Pear at? Pear at Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Laser sneeze. Weep. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.